Welcome to the Power Couples Rock Podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Hello and welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast once again. I told you we were going to do these more often, and here we are doing another one. Why? I don't know why. Why are we doing this? No, because we like you. Was <laughs> <laughs> that Mickey Mouse? Class? Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, um, as I listened to the intro, which has sort of our uh, the mission here for Power Couples Rock podcast, Power Couples Rock in general, we say one of the greatest legacies in life that we can leave. Wait. Yeah. One, one of, of the, the greatest, greatest legacies, legacies we, we can, can leave, leave in, life. in life is a great, great marriage. And that sounds nice. However, um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about legacy, right? That mm-hmm. is what we're leaving behind when we're not here on earth anymore. And one of the legacies that we have are, is our children. Right, and how we parent our children and how we raise them. And it's not easy. Um, Carlos and Catherine have a couple of boys who we love who are older than our boys, but um, we've had some difficulties. There's no doubt about it in our parenting. And we spent a lot of time and a lot of podcast time talking about our marriage as husband and wife. And I believe one of the most important things that we can do is to realize what we're doing to influence our children as power couples in the sense of the word. And if you're just now listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast for the first time, or maybe you've listened to the last couple, and you don't know how a power couple is defined by, or what, when, when we talk about what a power couple is, please go back and listen to our first podcast, which is What is a Power Couple? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the second it's one. It's the second one. It's the second one. The Thank you. The first one, we'll mm-hmm. just introduce ourselves. Right, 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 right. So, this is about the next generation. This is, uh, you know, we're in our generation, but what, what, how are we, well, maybe not just affecting our children, but the next generation, um, in, in addition to our, our children, and how are we influencing them? And do our children have the right ingredients? to have a masterful marriage in the future. I think as, as parents, that's one of the things we think about is 
when when our children grow up and they get married, we want them we want that to be a happy thing and we want their marriage to be strong. And and so I think it's it's super important that we never lose sight of the influence that we have on our children and the influence that we can have on on other people from the next generation that maybe are not our children that maybe are just friends children or people that we just come across that that we influence uh, that are younger so i think it'll it, it's it's going to be a really um, good conversation i'm excited to talk about it and i typically roll things over to you carlos to kind of set the table, if you will. So, I mean, unless someone feels otherwise. <laughs> that um, we have. We'll turn it over to Mr. Gonna, Carlos. Mr. Carlos Green. Green. Mr. Green. So who's all, who are we all here today? Are we going to do yes. introductions? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted to roll right into the next generation. <laughs> now, who cares about us? We're this generation. My name is Chris. I am here with my most beautiful wife, Sonia, who's rolling her eyes. She's so sick of me saying that, but she, I, 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 she is, you, honey, you are so beautiful. Thank you, honey. I love you. High power couples. Yes. I love you too. <laughs> yes. And I'll let you introduce everyone else, Sonia. I'll, I'll, I'll empower you to do Ooh. that. Well, empower me. Okay. To my right is my most handsome husband, Chris Stone. And um, I am we handsome. Also, oh, please. We, we also have he's got our good most. Hair. He's got good hair. He's got good hair. He does have good hair. <laughs> our most favorite couple in the universe, Catherine Green. Hey, and, power couples. Yeah. And Carlos Green. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you still doing that? That was our Arsenio Hall. That uh, like uh-huh, a, that that's why we're you're talking about the next generation. <laughs> next generation. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I want to talk about Arsenio Hall. I remember. Th- All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. We're back, people. But we're talking about how do we actually set the next generation up to be power couples and what is our role and responsibility in that. And I always like to look at appropriate scripture to at least give us some level of foundation. And for this particular power pod that we're doing, we'll look at Ephesians, I'm sorry, Proverbs 22 and six familiar passage, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it meaning that he would not depart from the way that we've shown him. Not that they won't make mistakes, not mm-hmm. that they won't go astray, right. but at least they have a solid foundation to come back to. And I believe that that's our responsibilities as power couples to provide the way, to provide the example for them and create a model that they can model mm-hmm. when they're dating as well as when they're getting married. What does that look like? And for me, me and Catherine, it's just as important that we model for our boys what a masterful marriage or a power couple looks like and also do it in front of your boys mm-hmm. because we feel like that all of our children need to see a community of married couples and what that looks like and how yeah. strong yes. that is. So it takes a village to raise another village. That's it. 
right? I know it says it takes it a village to raise a child, but it takes a village to raise another village. Mm. And that's that next generation that we're talking about. I'll pause right there. Uh, other people may want to chime in to re- regarding what it takes to actually create the next generation of power couples. I'm going to chime in. <laughs> um, just to add to you, uh, Carlos, just to be examples. I, I have to use personal experiences because that helps me to really paint the picture for other people. Because um, I don't know their story, but I know my story. And for uh, me, my mother and father... <clears throat> I can say they've been married for over 50 years. And I think with the way we define the power couple, back in the day, I didn't look at them as a power couple. But when I look at what they stand for, when I look at for the definition, I believe they've passed their legacy on to me. And now I want to pass that richness that they had in their relationship on to my children, which is that generation, and then hope of the next generation. And that is to just be an example of of showing uh, love, respect, showing that relationships and marriage marriages do work. They still do work and mm-hmm. that it is a good thing mm-hmm. because there are um, heavy stats behind you know, the benefits of being married, mm-hmm. um, married couples, you know, they earn more um, and they also have a, a better sex life. They, hey, can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> oh, amen. Here we go again. I'm writing notes. <laughs> amen. They, uh, they also, they, they make sure that each other go to the doctor healthy, mm. you know, have that fitness together. So there are some great benefits to being married and good benefits that we can pass on to the next generation. Um, I think for me, I, in, in terms of how um, I raise uh, or still I'm raising, uh, my boys, I always thought, felt like it was a big deal, similar to Catherine's situation, um, looking back at how my father was when I was growing up uh, with with my mother. And I didn't realize the influence until I became a father and I saw the way um, my boys were around Sonia and I took it it is very important to me that my boys respect their mother. And we talked a lot about respect on the last podcast, but more of like how a man feels respected. This is different. This is much more um along the lines of um being respectful to women in general if you're raising a boy. I think is is huge beyond belief that um that they know how to respect their mother because eventually that is an influence in how they respect their mate. Right. And what's, what's crazy is as parents, we see a lot of 
the the wrong that our kids are doing like oh geez he's not picking up this and he's not doing this and and you know and you wonder oh geez is he is he like that uh, you know when he's outside of the house and it may because eventually you you're not around the kid at all and you're hoping and doing the right thing and um you know you'll get that feedback from the girlfriend's parents that say I, you know, he came to the door, he walked her to the door mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he opened the door for her, you know? And, and so many, so many times, you know, the way people are raised, they don't, they don't do little respectful things like open the door for, you know, and, and I've always, and I taught them how to do that when they were little, to open the door for your mother. And at first they were just like, oh, whatever. And then eventually it just became a thing. Yes. They're opening the door for their mother and it just became a natural thing to open the door for their girlfriends. So that's, that's kind of like, it's a small influential thing, but, and it's just opening a door and whatnot, but that it's, there's multiple things and they see how I treat Sonia. And so I have to be, I have to keep that, I have to keep a, that top of mind that I am treating her with respect, especially in front of them, because that's so influential. And, and I also think, well, what you just talked about is modeling. Mm-hmm. And that's part of training is how you model what that looks like. You talked about opening the doors for our, our sons we made sure that they know if we're in a situation with ladies that they're the last to eat. We want our ladies to eat first, be seated first, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes a part of their habit. Right. And so now when they're in relationships, how do we model a healthy relationship? Mm -hmm. And that's why I love when they're around us Mm -hmm. to see how am I as a man treating my wife? Because that's a model that I want them to emulate when they're dating and Mm -hmm. when they get married. That's not just my sons. That's any part of that generation that's coming up through that dating, courting, engaging, married world at this point. Right. And the reason why it's so important for us is because we represent Christ in the church. We represent God in Israel. We represent what a power couple looks like according to the biblical model, that will always trump any other model on earth, right? Mm -hmm. And we have that in the word. The challenge is that society and the media paints a completely different picture of healthy relationships. Absolutely. Because they're oftentimes very temporary. Mm -hmm. They're oftentimes done out of order. They're oftentimes portrayed where you don't have to be, uh, you don't have, and I'm, I want to be very sensitive to this one. I don't think sometimes they, they portray, portray relationships. It doesn't matter what gender it is. And so if we go from the biblical model, that's the model we want to follow. Mm-hmm. And we have to be the model where, we can be the power couple that God has put in his word for us to follow. Don't you if think that like makes sense. The, the worldly model is also like, what, what, what am I getting out of this? Yes. As opposed to <laughs> what, am, what I am I giving? giving? 
him mm-hmm. or her mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's completely the wrong way of looking at it. You're going you're gonna to get plenty, but it, it's about giving. It's about giving. So if you're looking at your modeling and what that looks like, and our model is based on the word of God, then you start to look at dialogue and conversations. And I think it's always interesting that Catherine and I will almost intentionally put ourselves in a dialogue or conversation with younger generations of people Mm. so that they can get a biblical perspective as well as a model of what a power couple looks like. Mm. So I'll give you an example. Last Sunday night, we went to a church service downtown Atlanta and we ran into this couple and they were like, oh my God, we've heard so much about you all. We'd love to get with you all and just have some conversation with you. We're engaged now. We'd love to talk with you. And so right then and there, instead of just saying, oh yeah, just contact us. No, we sit there, we put our information in each of those phones, num- phones mm-hmm. and now he's already reached out to me this week to say, okay, when are we going to sit down and talk? So the That's urgency awesome. of that, yep. we've got to treat it as an urgency because they're, they're going to actually be going yep. into a situation where we've been in the game for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. They're just getting ready to come into the game and we want to be the model for that. Makes sense, great. Catherine? It does make sense. I think this is important. Uh, just what Chris has said about it's just not being an I generation, even though a lot of things today have I in it. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> I need (laughs) I couple (laughs) I heart (laughs) but to be sensitive to the other person's needs and listening to them and not making it really all about you and I think if we leave those those examples which is what we try to emulate for our boys we really want to be those examples for them so that they can see what it's like. Even when we're in a tough situation mm-hmm. or a difficult um, discussion, they've seen how we work things out. If it's not going to harm them, we may, may, may listen in, but it is a way for them to learn how mm-hmm. to handle yep. tough situations. And so we, we want to be able to pass that down and also allow them to ask questions. It's important that we engage, as you said, engage in community with people that are just not exactly our age, but incorporate some of the other generations, Mm -hmm. whether it's older and younger, because we all can learn some things about how to have a masterful marriage. Mm -hmm. And we're still learning today. We are. And so when we look at that, bringing up that next generation and being the influence we need to be. So we've talked about the modeling. We talked about the dialogue. But for me, one of the most important things is also praying for those singles and those couples there. So one of my prayers for my boys is that, Lord, give them a transformative heart for you. And then also prepare their wives, even though they may not have met them yet, 
prepare their wives and let their wives be a godly woman Mm -hmm. so that they have a greater chance of entering into a masterful marriage. Mm -hmm. So not only the modeling, not only the dialogue, but also the prayer over that next generation that they truly understand the covenant relationship Mm -hmm. and what it means. It's about breaking cycles in a lot of ways. And I think, if, you know, I think about people that may be listening to this podcast that they come from broken homes, they come from situations where their, their father or their mother, and there, there may have been abuse or there may have been whatever. And so they don't have uh, a model that they, um, they grew up with, or they don't have a good model maybe. And it's a chance for you to break that cycle and move it forward, pay that forward to the next generation and be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this situation with years ago, what happened with my parents, I'm not going to let that define me. I'm going to change this. I'm going to make this marriage strong and I'm going to influence other people, my, my children and other young people, the next generation so that these cycles and this, all of these statistics that we see about marriage, let's move it the other way around, yeah. right? Let's start looking at breaking these, these cycles because it's, it's deconstructive. Mm-hmm. So here's a challenge to our listeners who are married out there. I would ask them, so who are you modeling your marriage in front of from a younger generation? And if it, if it extends beyond just your immediate family, who are you modeling? Who are you having dialogue with outside of your marriage, outside of your immediate family? And then last, who are you praying for? What couples, what young sons, daughters, kids are you praying for regarding their relationship? Because we don't have to go far to see that there are, there's a harvest out there and we can just trip over all of it. We don't have to go far to see that, especially what you talked about, Chris, with mm-hmm. some of the challenged or broken homes that are out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of young men and women out there that would, be, would die to have a relationship with people that are in healthy, mm-hmm. powerful, masterful marriages. Yeah, That's a great point. And, and when you, when you're, when you talk about praying, I mean, it, listen, it's not us that's changing, right? We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not personally affecting the next generation, right? Right. But it's not, it's not us. So let's, let's get our minds right. Let's pray. And, and, and it, because it's, it, it's he that, that's, uh-huh. doing the, that's doing the changes. That's right. right? That's right. So. Sonia? I'm just taking this all in. I'm waiting for a, a moment when I've got something really important to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, I just was sitting here thinking about the fact that my parents just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Yeah. And awesome. Yes. Um, so I think it's important for people today to just see marriages that have withstood the test of time mm-hmm. um, and to know that it can be done. Um, I think that's important for our kids to understand that no matter how hard things are going to get, no matter what you go through, we're going to stick this out. And I think you can only do that from a biblical basis um, because society tells us, you know what? I'm not happy. I'm leaving. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with you. I'm going to go find somebody else. We just and, fell apart. This just isn't working out. And right? marriage is not always going to be happy. It's not always going to make you feel good, but it's the commitment to make it through. I think that's important um, mm-hmm. for our kids to see mm-hmm. and go, you know what? They had some tough times, but they stuck it out anyway. Um, so I'm hoping that we're modeling that for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I love important. that you're, you're, you're dropping the seeds mm-hmm. for your kids and they may not even see it. That's no. right. They don't even recognize it. Right. Yeah. But it's just germinating mm-hmm. just sure. under good soil. Cause that's mm-hmm. what y'all have done. And then when they start to develop into those relationships that are serious, engaged, and then they get married, I guarantee you they will reflect back on. So how did dad and mom handle the situation or mm-hmm. I remember dad and mom used to, or I remember Mr. and Mrs. Stone, when we went over to their house, this is the way they were. So you're creating those memories, mm-hmm. those lasting legacies for them to live off of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even if them. it's um, challenging, I'm sure they need to see it all yes. that, I mean, I mean, there are things that you have to protect them from, but again, that, that dialogue of seeing hard conversations and then seeing you work through it mm-hmm. is important and not giving up and not giving up, That's right. not giving up. They need to see more of that um, sustainability that, you know, marriages. I said it before in one of the other podcasts that it is work. Mm-hmm. It is work, but it is, it's a good work because you're working out things that are going to make you better, things that are going to make him better, and then they're going to see that, and they're going to have dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. I do that now with my parents, you know. Like, I, I guess I remember, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my dad is so patient with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> you throwing shade. Okay. I love it. But I, I see his it. patience. But then I look sometimes on how I handle things. And I was like, do I have my dad's patience or do I have my mama's attitude? Mm. <laughs> and I'll just work through that. And that's what we want to pass down to the next generation. Mm. Like there is, there is excitement about being in a committed relationship but you don't you don't worry about having a guilty mindset when you're in a committed marriage you know you don't worry about that so you can pass that down to them how to stay in something stable commitment don't be afraid of commitment because some of our generation uh the older younger generation may be afraid of commitment and they'll leave it um, let me let me put this out there, and I don't I don't whomever could respond um, to this. But we talked about modeling. We're talking about influencing um, by working through problems. Uh, also, doing our best to show each other love and respect to um, to to influence the next generation. We talk about prayer as being an important component of that because personally we're not doing the changing right we need to make sure that we're we're doing that but what are some other sort of tools that we can instill in 
some some practical things that we can instill in the next generation, not just, hey, I'm just going to try to be that influence. Are there things that we could say? Are there other things that we can do? Are there things that we can we can point that next generation to, whether it's, you know, going and speaking to someone, getting with a community of, of like-minded people, like what are, what are some practical tools maybe that this, this generation that maybe not married yet, but we want to get them in the mindset of, of, you know, becoming a power couple with that eventual spouse. So I would think of a couple of things now is either do a date night with a couple that's dating, go out with them, treat them, let them see what that looks like Mm. that you guys. And I guarantee you that that conversation will organically morph into some good dialogue regarding relationships or just invite Mm. them to your home. Mm -hmm. Hey, we just want to hang out and do some pizza with you guys and if you got a pool, y'all got a pool. We don't got a pool. <laughs> hang out by the pool and just. You guys can hang out at our pool. Go, okay, we'll come over. Yeah, we'll weird. come over. Right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but that's practically is being intentional. And we mm-hmm. use that word often. Being intentional about pouring into the next generation, especially if we're talking about healthy relationships and marriages, making that happen. That's one thing mm-hmm. that I believe that we can do. I wanted to just say, just be relational and not transactional with them. That's simple as that. And what does that mean? Relationship (laughs) means just like what part of what you're saying, just inviting, just doing life together with them, not separating ourselves from them. Like that's them and this is us. It's about bringing it together. And then, you know, so you're doing dialogue. You're getting to know them. It's nothing. I don't want anything out of you. and You don't want anything. It's just we just want to get to know you. And that's how you build relationship. Transactional is like, uh, I'm going to check this person off the list that, you know, yeah, I said something to them so that I'm good to go. Right. I'm going to go over here and check this person. I told them that marriage can work and move, you know, just, yeah. just don't be transactional because that doesn't last long. Okay. Does that help? It does. I th- There's a know, couple I of ideas. So. Yeah, of course. And so we oftentimes wonder how can we be effective in modeling in dialoguing and in praying. And I believe that the scriptures give us so much information that will confirm what we need to do. So if we look at Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 11, and just even 9, it says, it's better that we have a partner to go it alone than to go it alone and share the, work, share the work and share the wealth. It already talks about that partnership, mm-hmm. how it's always so much better that two people do it together than one person. Mm. And then even in our foundational scripture here at Power Couples Rock, we go to Philippians 1, 9 through 11, and it talks about us learning how to love and not just love, but to love well. And it kind of walks through the specific things we can do to love well. Not that gushy Mm -hmm. kind of love, but that where we look at it circumspectly 
to understand. And we can actually have some great conversations, organic conversations with the next generation about these two scriptures. That's awesome. I, you know, as we, as we wrap this one up, I think uh, maybe the, um, maybe the thing that everyone should take away is don't lose sight of the influence you have as a power couple in your marriage. Don't lose, don't lose sight of that. You, you're, you're doing this to, um, to create a stronger, masterful marriage. Don't lose sight that that masterful marriage is influencing the other generation, the, the next generation, and strengthening their marriage as well. So, that's great. Thank I you. love that. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Power up the next generation. generation. Yes. yes. <laughs> you guys didn't know you that got was it. coming. Let's no, do it again. Did. One more time. Power, Power up the next generation. generation. Yes. <laughs> we got it that time. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.